You're listening to audio from the Village Church, a community that's formed by the gospel and sent on God's mission, gathering weekly in the heart of downtown Hamilton, Ohio. For more information about the village or to connect with us, you can find us online at myvillagechurch.com. So, uh, the, for the first question, um, how are we doing as a church? Uh, we've been reflecting on this question quite a bit, uh, certainly as a staff. Um, elders, I'm sure you guys have asked questions about like, hey, how's the church doing? Um, and so uh, for you to know, when we ask that question, uh, we have to know, um, well, what does it look like for us to be a healthy church? Like, how would we actually know uh, if we're doing well? And, and that drives us back to uh, th- this whole thing, everything being so different, uh, not being able to do what we usually do, has just kind of driven us back to, uh, at the foundation, who we are and what our mission is as a church. So how do we know if we're doing well? Uh, well, are we living as a, a community formed by the gospel and sent on God's mission? Are we making, maturing, uh, multiplying uh, disciples? Are we loving, living, moving like we say every single week? Are we doing uh, those things? That's what that uh, drives us back to is, is who we say we are and what we say we're about every single week. Uh, that matters. Those aren't just words that we say, uh, but that's who we believe we really are and what we believe we're really called to do. Um, and so that, that assumes something uh, also about what this season has meant for the church, and that's that the church uh, hasn't been pushed, uh, hasn't pushed pause, right? The, the church hasn't gone on pause just because everything has been different, just because we haven't been able to gather in person uh, for a long time, for more than the last few weeks or whatever, uh, just because groups have looked different, just because uh, things have been different doesn't mean that the church all of a sudden pushes pause uh, on the mission, on who it is, uh, on what it's about. And so, um, man, and we talk about the church, um, just to, to be clear, we don't mean uh, the staff of the church, we don't mean the elders of the church, we don't mean leaders in the church, uh, those who are just on teams, we mean everyone, right? So uh, as, as a church, all of us uh, who are here in this room and who aren't, who are listening or, or uh, whatever now or later, uh, man, we, we are the church, uh, God's people. And so uh, we get to have, uh, over the last few months, continued to be on mission, continue to be as people. Uh, and so that's kind of what then we're stirred and, and driven back to look at how have we done that uh, over these last few months. Um, do you guys have any thoughts to that or anything to add to that at all? Cool. So, Michael? I mean, so as that kind of funnels down, and, and as Scott said, it's not about like, oh, how, how are we doing? And I, I do love that and interaction over the last few months, people might ask, like, hey, so, like, how is the church doing financially, you know, like, or how's, how, how are people doing, and, and partly we're like, I, I don't know, like, you see what we see, you know, and, and we get to reach out and interact and, and whatever, but really the question is not just collectively, but it's how are you doing, so as way of reflection, and, and we'll kind of point to this a little bit throughout, but but how are you doing and how the village church is doing in this time? It really is a reflection of how you are doing. And so certainly we have lots of opportunity for overlap and for interaction and, and individual conversations, which have been really helpful for me and I know for us to kind of get a pulse on things. But, but so much of the life of the church is like, you know, Sunday. But the reality is for us, we've been, I, I think because for 11 years now, we've been saying that we're a community that's formed by the gospel and sent on God's mission, and, and so the gathering's part of that, but it's not all of it. And so there's been a, a ton of encouragement that we've seen in, in our interacting, and then, but there's also just a piece of like, 
we're just kind of like peering behind curtains and saying like, how are you? And so the question uh, from me to you is, is how are you doing? And, and as you might ask the question about us collectively, you get to look inside and say, gosh, the last six months have been a little different. Have the, have the last six months like rocked my faith? Have they shaken me? Am I like a more healthy, holistic disciple because of the rhythms that I put into my life for the last six months? Or um, have I just like, turns out, like my faith wasn't mine at all. It was just, it was just a gathering or whatever. And so none of those things are opportunity for guilt or anything like that because, I mean, in this period of time, I'm, you know, asking myself these same questions and looking at my own family and looking at my own life and and, but, but we get to ask those questions, and we just get to reflect. And so my encouragement for you is just to reflect and, and consider how you are doing. How is your spiritual vitality, your spiritual life? And, and before we figure out what that means for us, man, just take inventory. Assess your life and say, how am I doing? And, and why might that be so for the good or the bad? That's all I got. Any other thoughts to that end? Yeah, I mean, I think I would say, like, for me, like, personally reflecting on this time, it can be incredibly isolating. I'm introverted by nature, and so I, turn, I tend to turn in on myself and get into my head and be thinking. And so the encouragement would be, no matter where you find yourselves, and sometimes it changes uh, depending on how your day is going throughout the day, is to reach out to folks. I mean, even if you're not gathering regularly in community groups and person to person, man, you can pick up the phone and you can have a real conversation with somebody, whereas instead of diving into other maybe unhealthy ways of thinking or patterns that can kind of begin to take over, over your thought life. And so that's something that I've had to deal with. And again, I've wife, four kids all around, you know, I'm constantly surrounded by people, but at the same time, I find myself kind of retreating into myself and, try, and, and, and grappling with very, very almost impossible questions to answer uh, on any given on any given. Uh, time throughout my days. And like I said, sometimes there's, there's highs in my days and lows in my days. And what the encouragement is, man, if we can pick up the phone, shoot out a text message and really reach out to folks. Uh, it makes all the difference in the world. So, yeah, I think it's so easy. Um, well, I, I guess like as we think about how we're doing as a church, our, our mind goes back to very clear vision mission stuff that we've articulated for the church for a really long time. Uh, my guess is that most of you and most of your families like don't have an articulated vision and mission statement and purpose and all those things. Um, but I think it's a helpful thing to consider how would you guys know how you're doing spiritually? Like, what does it look like for you to be spiritually healthy, emotionally healthy, mentally healthy, all those things? And even to that end, you can be doing practices and, and doing things. And uh, I think one of the healthy things about disruption sometimes that we've seen over the last few months is that it gets us out of ruts and, make, and exposes some of the things that we've been doing that actually cover up uh, maybe some unhealthy spirituality or, or uh, emotion or whatever inside of us. There's a book, just started reading it with uh, a couple guys in the church. It's called um, Emotionally Healthy Spirituality. And this is just in the first uh, chapter. Uh, he says, the spirituality of most current discipleship models often only adds an additional protective layer against people growing up emotionally. Uh, when people have authentic spiritual experiences such as worship, prayer, Bible studies, fellowship, they mistakenly believe that they're doing fine even if their relational life is fractured and their interior world is disordered. Their apparent progress then provides a spiritual reason for not doing the hard work of maturing. They are deceived. And so um, just being mindful of your own emotional and spiritual health 
uh, right now when everything is different, when things are disruptive. We don't have those things that we normally get, those ruts maybe to hold on to. And so that causes us maybe to, to think about, uh, man, how really are we doing um, internally inside? How, how is our spirituality? Uh, and are we grasping at other things to try to fill in all of the stuff that was different? Like, do we fill in gaps with other things that, that didn't point us to the Lord, that didn't draw us back to Christ? Um, all those things. I felt that personally uh, over the course of this, realizing uh, in places for me anyways where I think my intimacy with the Lord um, was not what I thought it was because it was so based on being able to see you all face to face and interactions there and stuff that I was doing that then like, man, not having that stuff then drove me to realize, man, I, I really need to, I, I'm more distant from him than I actually thought. Um, and so my prayer time has been sweeter. My Bible time has been sweeter. Uh, it's driven me back to him and I could feel guilt and shame over that or I could run back to him where there's grace. And so that's actually been a sweet time for me and all that. I was going to say it reveals to me what's really sustaining me at the end of the day or what's really sustaining us. And it's so easy for me to like kind of bounce off of the gathering and kind of hear the message or bounce off of a community group. And those things are all good tools. But at the end of the day, when those are stripped away, then what is left to sustain me? What is left to sustain you? And if I'm honest, like, man, that was tough because I felt like meh a lot of the separation time when we were kind of apart. And I, I was really realizing, gosh, um, gosh, r regular rhythms are good, but man, I can idolize those a lot. Um, seeing people regularly and kind of feeding off of them are helpful and good, but man, that, that can't be the thing that I fully rest on. And so, yeah, through this time, is like a sifting, like you talked about. What is really sustaining us? And so we ask you that question. What is sustaining you? Certainly all these other tools around us are really helpful, but at the end of the day, is it your love for God? Are you a mature Christian, or are you kind of almost like a child hoping that your parent kind of nurtures you along? Again, all mm -hmm. those things are good, but at the end of the day, ask that question. Yeah. So there are some things, some practices that we can look at to try to like, okay, how are we doing? Um, some ways we can sort of measure that. Matthew, you want to speak to some of the, the more quantifiable things that we can Yeah, see? absolutely. Yeah. Um, I'll talk about two things just briefly. Um, so giving and kind of just a little bit on Sunday morning. As far as giving, um, we, man, thanks, first of all, for being generous. Um, at the beginning of this year, we actually, um, you and us together, gave um, to a greater capacity than ever before. Our, our monthly budget is 25 and we were averaging close to 30000 for a while, and so that is wonderful, and, and we didn't just send all that off to somewhere. We, we were mindful of saving for specific things, and so thank you for your generosity. Um, today, where we find ourselves, it's a little more up and down. Um, it was consistent for about eight months where we saw steady numbers, and um, I think like June was a little lower. We, we didn't make budget, but we weren't far off. Um, July was actually really healthy, and then this month is actually pretty poor. Um, and so, again, like, we're just watching things. We're trying to be conservative. We're trying to be wise. Um, and, and so, gosh, just for you guys, again, we're never saying just give more. But our, our desire is to say, what, what does a godly disciple look like? How does generosity play into that? And I think there was, like, a heightened awareness at the beginning where there was a ton of people giving a ton of benevolence, and we were grateful for that. There was maybe um, a thoughtfulness of, like, we need to support the church because we're not meeting and through school and through all the other things, maybe it's like maybe not in the forefront. And so, gosh, just as a humble ask, again, we're not asking to, to say give this amount, but just be mindful of what generosity looks like as a disciple of Christ. Um, and so we're fine. We have money in the bank. We're, we're continuing on, but we are not as steady as we were. And so we're just keeping that in mind. As for Sunday numbers, Scott and I will tag team that a little bit. Um, we've been going now um, kind of in-person gatherings for I think almost seven weeks-ish. Six, seven weeks. Yeah. And um, started off around, I think, 35 or 40. We've been probably averaging closer to 50. 
and I think today is our, our largest gathering yet, and so we're excited for that, obviously trying to do all of this with wisdom and in health, but we do see kind of an uptick a little bit, and so thanks for being a part of this. Yeah, uh, and it's, I genuinely hate talking about numbers, uh, <laughs> to be frank, especially when it comes to like clicks and viewers, like that's never, that's, I don't want that to be part of my job ever, but in terms of like, like you guys staying connected to, to like sitting under the word and gathering as much as you can, <laughs> even if that's virtually through a screen, like, man, that, that knows like who's still with us, like who is still hungry, who's still connected, who's still committed, all those things. And so, yeah, even like when we were just doing virtual stuff, um, we had a pretty consistent, steady stream of people who continued to watch. And I, I'm assuming most of that was you. We had some new folks, uh, which is pretty cool, like connect with us, uh, I think through that as well, seeing us on Facebook or YouTube or whatever. But um, I, I've been encouraged by uh, just the consistency and seeing that the numbers pretty much be the same. And then when we started like opening the doors, like those went down a little bit because you guys are coming here. And so like, that's just been really encouraging and sweet. So yeah. Uh, in terms of group stuff uh, as well, like, man, that's been, uh, first of all, if you're a group leader, would you raise your hand right now? Uh, thank you. Can we like thank these guys? Um, they're awesome. Uh, really grateful for, for you guys, uh, for all of you who have connected. Uh, our groups have been a linchpin in a season in which we've not been as connected, and so thank you for leading well uh, and all that stuff. We've definitely seen, and as I'm talking to group leaders, uh, especially in the last month or so, uh, there's definitely fatigue when it comes to like having to meet over Zoom or whatever. I think people are hungry for that uh, interpersonal, in-person, face-to-face connection, which makes total sense. Um, so we've just experienced some of that and seen some of that, uh, hoping to maybe uh, get back to a little bit more of that down the road. But uh, man, just uh, want you to know, leaders, thank you so much. Uh, those who have stayed connected, um, thank you. You are just as, uh, as important to those groups and to this body as the leaders are. Uh, and so, um, man, I'm just really encouraged by our healthy, I think a healthy community that we have uh, within the village who's continued to stay committed. So I'm just encouraged by that as well. Um, in regards to serving, man. We're thankful for you guys as well. There are so many people throughout this whole process that have been just actually giving more time. And I'll mention, I'll miss people, but the guys up in the booth um, in regards to live streaming, sound, media, all that stuff. We're grateful. And there's so many people that have kind of stepped up. And so thank you for that. So, gosh, when we talk about serving, please, if that's you, then don't, this is not for you. But as we continue to kind of get things going again, um, man, there are wonderful opportunities to connect. Um, a live after five happened, I think, two nights ago, and so there are people with that. He is a part of that. My wife's a part of that. Thank you for being a part of that, and that is one of our kind of, um, kind of front-facing Hamilton areas where people get to see us and we get to serve them in like a, a public way. And so please don't forget that when we offer those opportunities on Realm. In regards to cleaning team, sound team, media, all the teams, we, we're not going to list them all, but I believe that no one is saying we can't handle anybody else, and so. <laughs> We're too full. No, turning volunteers away. <laughs> as, as we get things going again, our desire, and we'll talk about this more later, but is to have um, some sort of child care sooner than later to, to, to offer hospitality again at some point. And so our desire is to, again, with health and with safety, bring these things back. But we, we want you to know that there is, there is space there for you. And it's not just serving, not just completing a task, but when you're a part of a team, gosh, it, it really makes this happen well. Um, you get to know people. You get to feel connected into just not just saying I'm cleaning a toilet, but gosh, hey, I'm, I'm making this place better. So when people come today, they will be able to have a nice space to worship God. And so, man, we value everyone serving now. And if you want to serve or get connected in a team, 
we would invite you to fill out a connect card, even though this is not like the gathering. Fill out a connect card today, um, drop it in the cast iron boxes, or even if it's next Sunday, fill out a connect card. That's the way that we get to know if you want to connect in some way. That's good. Uh, Adam, could you speak to some of the non-quantifiable-ish stuff? Yeah, so there's, you know, we can step back and look at the church and, and ways that we can engage, numbers that we can look at, views, and, and that certainly is an indication. But I think there's also some very specific things that we can look inside of ourselves and see how that we're doing. I don't know if you guys know this, but 2020 is a pretty polarized year in a lot of different ways. Have you noticed? <laughs> Tell us more, Adam. And there's two ways that I think about it. One, we can be all-consuming. It can drive every thought that we have from when we wake up, from when we, when we go to bed. Or we can just bury our head in the sand and act like nothing's happening around us, right? Very early on in the, um, the pandemic, just to, you know, early, like late February, early March, I just remember being inside of Humana and listening to how we were beginning to talk about it and deal with some of the issues and looking at the data. And I knew pretty clearly, like, hey, our world's about to change significantly, um, and then, you know, the, the weeks, uh, subsequent weeks after that, I remember just sitting with my phone and, and looking at all the data and trying to take in what does it mean, what does it mean for, for our work and, and what's going to change, what does it mean for us individually as a family, a church, and so on. And just the barrage of data, it was just almost I couldn't take it all in, right? And I felt myself being anxious when I woke up in the morning and being anxious when I went to bed at night. And so I say all that just to say pay attention to that. Pay attention to what's happening in the world around us and how we're interacting with those things. They matter. I love that we're in this series. I think God's providence, uh, you know, how we handled Micah and then coming into the attributes of God. Are we beholding who God is more than what is happening all around us and the chaos all around us? Is that primary and a priority in our lives and in the rhythms that we're building or not? Because I know for me, when I step away from that, it's very, very quick. I can see and I can look back and say, I'm not in a good place. I'm not reacting and responding uh, to things from a healthy position. Part of that, just to get more specific, is your phone and how you interact on social media. We're fine. Interact on social media. You can follow me. You'll see kids and where we travel to and all that kind of stuff. But it, just, it matters how you use the tool and the technology uh, that has been a huge blessing to our lives. Again, know that that stuff is curated just for you. And so you get to look at things that maybe you agree with or if you click on things over and over again that make you angry and you interact, guess what? There's more of that being fed to you. I think you guys understand how it works. But all that to say, there's a need for discipline around how we're interacting with all of those things. And there's appropriate times to step in and speak to. But man, if the only time that you're engaging with things that quote unquote matter in this year is digitally or online, I would say I would challenge you around that and have conversations with real people, real flesh and blood with a mask on or over the phone and, and, and work through those things with the church. Um, the, the other thing is, again, technology has enabled us to, to stream live and, and to do things in a more safe manner uh, as we interact as a church. But, but that just can feed into kind of our consumeristic mindset that I can log in, I can watch it and I can go about my day. Again, we need to pay attention to those things. There's super uh, grace of God uh, tools that he's given us, but that does affect the relationship that we can have with the church, and we can get away from real relationships, real conversations, and real disciple-making uh, in our midst. And we don't want that. That's not our desire. 
we want to continue to provide opportunities for us to, to grow, to make mature and multiply disciples, but also you need to be looking internally and in, in what's, what's making us and maturing us and, and multiplying us as disciples. So That's good. You guys have anything else to add to that? I, mean, I think just uh, one of the things is like the temptation to like, it's a necessary thing when life gets turned upside down, like, okay, what are my priorities? And obviously the Lord's up here, but then uh, yourself, your family, those you're committed to, like that becomes, you know, next priority is, is taking care of yourself. Um, but then if you just stay there, then, then like Kel and I were having a conversation about this last night, like you just end up turning inward and you forget about your neighbors. You forget that you're part of a community, that you're part of a city, that you're part of a neighborhood. Uh, and it's just really easy to, to just start doing what's best for you and your family all the time. Uh, and you never think about, uh, okay, I need to at some point bust out of this and become sacrificial uh, and, and kind of put myself uh, out for someone else uh, to be blessed in some way. And so it, it's just really easy, when, again, when everything's up in the air to turn inward. Um, we have to, to fight that sometimes and say, no, we also get to, to look outward and not in a, a us versus them sort of thing, but in a, man, like, they are my neighbors. How do I get to interact here um, or whatever? So that's just another thing that we talked about yesterday. Um, so in terms of, like, what the way forward uh, is, man, like, for us, that means uh, just, like, how are we doing is rooted to our, our vision or mission, then what the way forward looks like for us uh, is also connected to that. How can we, given where we're at right now, uh, help continue to make mature, multiply disciples, all those things. And so, Michael, I'll let you speak to a couple things. I get the rest of the time? Cool. Yeah. yeah. Thanks cool. for that. Um, man, in the last two weeks, we've, we've had probably four 90-minute staff meetings about what we're doing. And we, we ask kind of four questions, and, and we'll kind of roll some of that stuff out later or whatever. But really just looking at um, the gift that that we collectively have in these men and in particular in the longevity that we've had together. Um, we get to interact with a ton of churches, some born literally the same day that our church was. And so we've grown up together, you know. Um, and, and lots of other church plants, some younger, some older, they don't have, they don't have longevity like we have. And it's such a gift and so we've just been asking questions. Man, what are you passionate about? What, what are you doing that you hate doing? Because we have, I mean, this is work for us. We don't just, like, hover around and pray all day. You know, like, we, we, we work, you know. and like to hover. Um, yeah. Scott, he does. But um, <laughs> so, so just asking questions. And for me, it's like, what are you passionate about? What do you love? Because we want you to be leading that. Right, and if it's like I'm giving something away, they're get, like, and so it's just been so sweet. You can ask them if it's been sweet for them, but but sweet for me to just ask some questions and then ask the questions of like, who are we as a church, and, and where are we weak? Or based on what a healthy church looks like, where are we weak that we know that we need to engage? All right, and how does that overlap with our passions, the stuff that we love, the stuff that we hate, and who needs to, how, you know, serving descriptions and all those things, and so feeling like. We've made some shifts that are helpful to, to, to set us up so that in six months there are some tangible things that we can look at and say, gosh, we weren't super healthy there and, and I'll, like, in, in local mission engagement, for example. But, but there are some things, and some of us are passionate in certain ways, and, and, and so let's do these things and think about things like this and invite others into that conversation um, and then the other thing is it's, it's we, we realize that we have, are like, so Scott's been leading groups for a long, long time. 
And sometimes that, that, uh, the way that uh, familiarity works against us is like, oh, Scott's got group stuff. So, hey, there's like a group thing. Well, Scott, Scott's, you know, uh, Scott or whatever. Uh, if it's a Sunday gathering thing, yep, I don't know. You can talk to Matt about that, you know. Um, and so those things are good because there's a, a ton of uh, personalized ownership. But there's also the danger of siloing in, in recognizing that we each have particular gifts that serve one another and serve the church. That we can like definitely peel back and not just have this is my thing and this is your thing and this is your thing. But how can we collectively kind of uh, cross train and, and, and work together in, in some really helpful ways. And so, you know, I've spent like 50 hours this week, you know, just moving arrows and boxes around. And it's been the greatest week of life, you know. Making another so, Google Doc, so. Yeah, yeah. Uh, yesterday I, I sent something to someone, and they're like, cool, does your sermon look as good as your org chart? <laughs> I said, hey, it's only Saturday, I can start that later. So, um, that's not true. But anyway, super excited about all that stuff. Um, one, one other thing, just real quick, in terms of sermon stuff. Uh, as you know, we've said this, um, we, we've, we switched the attributes and Micah. We had already decided to preach Micah and the attributes, we just flipped the the script on the order in which those were. We didn't want to go lofty uh, at a time when the world was literally burning down behind us. And so we thought we would um, allow God to speak through Micah. And, and hopefully that was a good call. Um, so we'll finish this up and then we will work through First Thessalonians. That's been on the, hey, maybe we'll preach through that uh, list uh, of my Google Keep notes for a long, long time. And so we're finally doing that. Um, but it's only six or seven weeks. It's not a huge book. But if you want to start swimming there, I think it's called Living Now with Future Hope, and so that will take us, that will kind of span election stuff, so we get to, you know, just be mindful of future hope, and it's not in uh, our guy or our, our woman or whatever. Um, and then after that, we will do uh, an Advent series, so for preachers who, now we've been preaching for uh, over a decade, like Advent can get stale, even though we're excited that Christ was born. Um, uh, and, and Easter, kind of, you know, the, the same thing. It's, and so trying to be mindful of that, um, there is a, a portion of Psalms called the Royal Psalms. And there are 10, 12 of those. We're going to preach four of those as in kind of Advent mashup. And we're really looking at, um, it, so it'll be Royal Psalms, Psalms of the King. Um, and so it'll be Advent, but it will also be, man, looking at like our one true King as we kind of end this beat up year um, and, and certainly go into... Uh, Next year, which is just rainbows and lollipops and all this stuff. So, yeah. uh, when all this is over, then yeah, yeah, it'll be fine. Uh, so, um, with election season and honestly, just everything being politicized, uh, it would be really easy for us just to like pretend like nothing's happening and just continue preaching about the incommunicable attributes of God and just move on, right? Uh, we don't want to do that. Um, politics is an area in which we also get to be discipled. Um, all all of life, we get to be discipled, and so. Uh, this might look like a, at this point, it kind of is looking like a Sunday school thing, which is like, you know, pretty wild. Uh, Kim's really excited. I know that. Um, uh, either before or after the gathering. It's something new. Something new. Yeah, Classes we, we just, on Sundays before it's a, gathering. It's a new idea, Sunday school. Um, but having a, a, a time carved out on Sundays, uh, maybe not every single week, but moving forward, that being a block of time where if we want to speak to something in particular, do a steer, whatever, like, like we're, we'll do it there. And so this year... In October, all the Sundays in October, and first uh, Sunday in November, which is the Sunday right before the election, um, we want to talk about politics, um, and not 
how to vote, what to think. Uh, one of the most beautiful things I love about Paul uh, in 1 Corinthians and in Romans 14 when he's talking about this diverse church and they all have different consciences and convictions about things all rooted from the same scriptures is he doesn't tell them what to think and what to do. He tells them uh, how to think and how to go about uh, living their lives. And so that's what we want to do uh, as, as we think about politics is uh, talk about why it's important and talk about all the reasons why it's really not that important at the same time. Uh, and then how we can be united still in Christ uh, as a church, a politically diverse church, which I love. How do we stay united, not with our heads in the sand, but knowing where we're at, knowing uh, what we think about things and plowing forward with the mission that God has given us, which is not to uh, make Republicans or Democrats or conservatives or liberals, but to make disciples of Jesus who invited all of them to the table, um, right? And so we're going to start that series, uh, Indivisible. That will start the first Sunday in October. It'll be for five Sundays, probably before uh, the Sunday gathering, but we'll have details about that. Also, uh, maybe a couple Sundays after that uh, this year, maybe speak to like, how do you talk with your family at Thanksgiving uh, about this stuff, or like how to have conversations about this stuff, um, pressing into social justice and all the, like having some just one hour like chats as a church about those things. It can't do anything but either blow up in our faces or be really helpful. So What could go um, wrong, we what, said. What could go wrong. Yeah. So look forward to that. And then uh, beginning next year, uh, I looked like a crazy person uh, on Thursday night. I had like all of Ecclesiastes printed out and taped together on a big long table, chunking it out. Uh, we're going to go through Ecclesiastes as a Bible study sometime uh, early next year. So look forward to that uh, as well. Matt, you going to speak to a couple yeah. things? Um, so from the beginning, we've encouraged, as our, as our saying was, love, live, move. Um, man, we encourage you to move. And you guys have done a wonderful job personally engaging in schools, loving neighbors. Um, all of that has been amazing. And, and honestly, we're grateful for how you guys have connected in that way. Um, last two years, we've talked about Global Go. And so it's kind of set from personal, which once you continue to do, um, Michael kind of spearheaded a lot of the Global Go stuff. He and me got to go on a trip to Guatemala. There was supposed to be a village trip to Guatemala earlier this year that kind of got squashed. Not on us, but, you know, it's COVID stuff. It's all good. And so um, we're still doing Global Go, just we're not going right now, so it's global. Um, the next step, as we talked about things that are, like, you know, maybe less healthy or there's maybe not someone spearheading that yet, is local mission. And so, gosh, um, we don't have something as a church that we were saying, we want to invite you into this specific thing. We've done personal, we've done global. Our next step we want to do is, is love a specific area around us, and that's not to, like, exclude all of Hamilton, but we do kind of think, like, gosh, if there's, like, a section around our church, we would love to prayer walk that. We would love to learn what the shops are, the, the businesses in this area. We would love to know the people in that area, what the needs are specifically, how to kind of tie some of our benevolence things towards that. And so that's not all built out yet, but we are saying, gosh, this year we want to start moving in that direction. There are specific plans. We plan really well. We have one docs or, you know, one-page documents for everything. We said we should be able to do this. We should be able to do local mission around here. So we started putting together some stuff, and, and we are excited to invite you into that very soon. And so we'll roll up more information on that. But, man, I hope that you're excited about that as well. Um, next thing kind of on the list is we hit it on this briefly a little bit ago, but our desire, as Scott said it so well next week, is kind of take a step forward with Sunday mornings. And so we again, with wisdom and, and health, want to start doing communion, want to start doing coffee, hospitality stuff, and also kids. A lot of times it's hard to kind of get the teams rolling again. When there's been kind of a big break, 
it kind of feels like it's taken a little bit of energy to get the teams rolling, communication happening. The banks are doing a great job starting that up. I know Brittany with hospitality is, is doing a wonderful job with that. And, and bless you, and all the things, um, and even communion as well. So again, our desire as you start coming back and you continue to come back is to have these things laid out. The communion, just as an example, in case anyone's like worried to death right now, we've already purchased it. It's like a concealed juice container with a con concealed, not concealed. What is contained. that? Contained. Like there sealed. we go. That's why I don't talk it's very much. You can't sealed. see it. Contained. It's here, but you can't see it. <laughs> it's an invisible thing that we just trust the Lord does for us. I'm joking. It's safe. So we're looking forward to doing these things. Thanks to the Vinks, kind of spearheading some stuff with that as well. And so we're looking forward to providing some of these um, opportunities again in the next couple of weeks. Oh, um, that's good. I can't talk Hold that. on. Matt said we plan things out just to let you know real quick. Um, in staff meeting this week, Scott said something along the lines of, as it relates to local mission, like, let's just do it, and we can figure out some stuff later. Almost had a heart attack. And, yeah. And Matt I, and I fell over. We're still laying in my office right now. And I, and I joined a fantasy football league <laughs> this week. Yeah. <laughs> it, welcome Woo. to 2020. Um, it's cray-cray. Wild. Uh, in terms of groups, a couple of things around groups. So uh, when, when everything started shifting earlier this year, uh, we told all of our group leaders, man, like, go as fast as the slowest person in your group uh, when it comes to, like, meeting together in person. Um, we don't want to exclude anyone unnecessarily from community and all that, all that sort of thing. As we look forward, um, we don't know how long this stuff is going to be drawn out, anything like that at all. And so for us, like, it, it now, now becomes uh, a question of, like, what's, what's best for the kinds of people where people are in our group? So... Um, what, what we're kicking around doing is actually like if anyone's interested, uh, those of you who just aren't comfortable being in person, which maybe you're not in this room right now, maybe you are, maybe you're just listening to this, like we're thinking about doing like a virtual group uh, for those that are part of community groups where maybe most other people are ready to meet in person, but like you for, for your convictions, like you're not ready yet and that's totally fine. Um, we also want you to know that there's a space for you as well where you can regularly interact or whatever. So that might not be a good thing. Maybe nobody wants that, but that's an option we're going to put out there. If someone wants to be part of a virtual community group that's like, it's not virtual as in if it doesn't exist. It exists. It just meets uh, virtually uh, through a screen or whatever. Um, we would love to, to make that option available if that would be helpful to our groups and to those people uh, that are in our groups moving forward. So that's a thing. Um, and then also, uh, meeting spaces is a thing, too, especially as we move into, like, fall, winter, all that stuff. Uh, so this space, the 210, I know it may not be everyone's favorite spot to meet in, but uh, groups or other things, if you need a space to meet that is big enough where you can spread out that's indoors, um, this is a place that you can use uh, moving forward, too. It's clean. Our clean team is doing a great job at sanitizing everything. Uh, I guess they're doing awesome. And so uh, if this is a space you would like to use, groups or other stuff, let us know. Um, as long as you can clean up after yourselves uh, and sanitize it, you're, like, we would love to have you a part of that and, and open the space for that. So uh, other thing is membership. So Village Gate, uh, next class for membership. We have it on the calendar now officially for Sunday, September 27th, uh, 6 to 7.30. Um, so for those of you who we have been in contact with about membership stuff, we'll send an email to you all as well. Uh, but if you're interested in learning more about the Village, uh, we would love to chat with you. We have some stuff to give you to listen, uh, to look at, to read before that meeting. But if you're curious about membership, uh, we would love to have you there uh, on that day to talk about membership stuff at the village. So uh, to, to what we've been doing uh, and, and kind of how we've been framing this is like, okay, we've shared with you some ways we're trying to help equip you to make mature multiply disciples. Um, Adam, can you speak to some ways that, uh, that we can encourage you guys uh, to make and mature and multiply disciples? Yeah, so I think uh, 
man, disruptions in our lives can create opportunities for us to continue to be formed and shaped by the gospel and the spirit in ways that maybe wouldn't have happened otherwise. And you can look at it that way or not. And I would just say it's been an encouragement to see, it, uh, you know, for the folks that we've interacted with that, man, it's, it's doing that. And so um, I want to take advantage of, of the disruption and knowing that, again, I spoke to it a little bit earlier, but this isn't a vacation from the church. This is an opportunity for us to be very intentional with the relationships that we're cultivating uh, in our spheres of influence. So I encourage you to do that, as well as just what is shaping your days. For me, sometimes it feels like I, I, I'm a rhythm guy too, right? So pre-COVID, man, six days a week, they looked very, very similar to me from when I got up to what I did shortly after to quiet time with, with God and spending time in devotion and prayer to work. To, it looked very, very similar. When all that got disrupted, I was confused and I didn't know which way was up for, for, quite, a, for quite a while. But in, that, but in that time, it gave me an opportunity to reevaluate, again, what, what should I be doing? What, what is God revealing to me and myself? What new rhythms could emerge from that? So I encourage you guys to just be super intentional. Are, your day, are there times where you're just trying to get through the day? And sometimes that's okay. There's times when it's 5 o'clock or 5.30, and I'm just glad I made it, right? But I think we have to, to be intentional about what God is doing in his spirit and how we're filling our time, right? It's, it's, again, if we're just trying to get through every day and just get to the end of the day so we can eat and then go to bed and get up and do it all over again, we're missing really opportunities for us to be outwardly focused in what God might be doing and, and calling us to. And so I just encourage you guys to be super intentional um, with how you're spending your time how you're interacting with your neighbors, um, if, some, if God is putting something on your heart to actually move to action and what that might look like and not just retreat uh, in yourself. Real quick story. We were in Yellowstone uh, celebrating our anniversary this uh, last couple of days, and there were signs lining the, the street that said, be kind, be kind, be kind, be kind. And I thought, man, that's, I felt I'm a more kind person having spent two or three days there. <laughs> But what I always tell my kids, it's one thing when, if you're kind, when everybody's kind all around you. It's different to do that when maybe people aren't so kind, right? When, when there's a disruption that's happened in our lives, and that's when the gospel and, and the fidelity to Christ is really going to show forward in our lives, and not when just everything is working the way that it should be around us. So, yeah, you guys have anything to add to that? Good. Yeah, I'm good. Thanks for that. Uh, I would just say, yeah, one more note, like, when you think, man, I wonder where that person, just find out. And don't, that doesn't mean like, I mean, you can ask me, hey, what about that person? But if you have interaction with, with other humans that you're curious about, uh, I've been thinking about this in my week. I, I, as I'm walking, just anyone, like someone pops in my brain, I just shoot them a text. Like, but that helps me. Like, just try to have touch points. It's one of the things that, like, as you're saying, Adam, like, just touch points are, like, critical and if you're like, man, there's a person that used to sit here, and, and I don't find out, you know, stalk them, don't, don't do that. Just, uh, retract that from the record. Do Cut not do that. Do, I, sincerely, don't do that. But, but find out what's up with them and uh, check in on them, right? Um, so you might be, uh, you're here, so you're gathering with the church in some capacity. Thank you for that. And we know that some of you, this is your first time, maybe at a Sunday gathering, maybe you showed up afterwards just to interact with this. We love that you are here for real. Um, one of the biggest kind of obstacles, and, and we kind of said it jokingly, but we don't like, how do we get a pulse on who's not here? 
And so, as Scott said, we hate, we're, we're not like, hey, views are up. Why don't you lead with that joke again? Like, we, we, ne- we never, like, we don't, we literally don't care about that stuff. Other than the fact that, like, uh, like, is this thing on? You know, is this thing breathing? Like, we don't know, but it looks like there are people watching me talk in my attic, you know, in quarantine. And so, we just don't know. And so, like, if you're here, we love that. If you've been gathering with us, please continue to do that and think about how you can serve and all those other things. If you've, if you've not, but you're like, uh, you know, hey, we're thinking about gathering soon or, or more regularly soon, we know that the obstacle of not having kid care and, and all that stuff or kids' discipleship or kid care at all, hopefully you're not not coming because there's no coffee yet, but we know that those things are gifts and all those things as well. Um, man, just think about why you're doing what you're doing. So if you're here, that's awesome. If you're thinking about coming back soon, then when, and if you're not, and to be clear, there are like a decent number of people that are a part of this church family that every time we talk to them, they're like, we're like, hey, when do you, we're, we're not, we're, we're not coming back. But, but when, but when we don't, we're not. And it's like, and so if that's you, you have all the freedom in the world, but we just want you to say like, what is it that is helping make decisions like that? And if you're like, this is the only stern thing I'll say. If you're, like, living your best life now, apart from gathering on Sunday mornings, and you're just finding the freedom to do whatever you want, and, like, we can catch the live stream Tuesday on my way home in my car, uh, don't do that. Please don't do that. Like, we know that the gathering's not everything, but the gathering is something, not because of, of how great anything happens up here, but because the Lord demands throughout all time that His people gather together. And so this is an opportunity for us to be the body connected together. There's a lot more stuff, but uh, what do you guys have to add yeah. or subtract from that? No, just, yeah, just uh, if you're not wanting to come back or if you're, again, like you guys are here, right? <laughs> and so, man, if you just know folks even that uh, are, are unwilling and like Michael said, like there's all kinds of reasons why legit, like, man, not, not regathering, totally get that. Um, but just to even ask, like, what's the... Like, what, what would it take to, to get you to come? Like, what are you waiting for? And I think sometimes that's, like, that's sort of up in the air, and no one really is able to, to pin that down. And so I don't think we're not looking to, like, well, next week there better be more people here. It's not that. Like, we know that some people aren't able to come, even though they desperately want to be here for logistical reasons, right? Um, we also know that there are probably people who aren't here because they've not thought about it in a really long time. And so our heart isn't about, like, the numbers. It's about the intentionality, man. And, and we want to be... Uh, we want to foster, right, a, a family that's intentional about being here that wants to gather, but we also want to be a family that's intentional about going after those who may have strayed a bit or, or aren't thinking about those things and say, hey, like, how can we help bring you back in or whatever? So that's all I would add to that piece. Yeah. Um, we're Matt. almost done. We know the time is getting short, but there's four quick bullet points that will take 15 seconds each, and this is literally just a call to action, like an action step for each of you to consider. And so when you consider serve teams, I'm not going to talk, talk about them all again, but here's my question for you. Are you serving somewhere? That's what we ask of each person that attends here regularly, that is especially of a member. Are you serving on a team somewhere? And if you're not, gosh, there's no guilt again. But just please consider that. That's your call to action for serve teams. In regards to local missions, we will put some stuff out on Realm really soon, talk about how to build that out. We might have some specific conversations. And so please keep an eye out. That's our ask for you. As you look towards local missions, be considering what you might want to do or how you might be able to plug into those things, what God is stirring in your heart for local missions. So have a mindfulness for local missions. And lastly, or two more things, when we talk about inviting people into stuff, we've talked about, hey, check in, send a text, whatever. 
Here's what I want you to be mindful of this week as an action set for this is who, who does God bring to your mind? Everyone else is connected here to somebody else. Everyone kind of has a stronger relationship maybe than me to somebody else or Scott to somebody else. And so who comes to your mind this week that you can say, hey, you're on my mind. I care for you. Haven't seen you in a while. You're doing all right. That's, that's the call to action there. And lastly, forgiving. We talked about it earlier. But here's my action step. Here's my ask is that do you know what you're giving? Is it intentional? Again, this is not to boost numbers. This is not to save, you know, thousands of dollars. But do you know, as a disciple of Christ, who we, we value generosity, do you know what you're giving? And is that what God would want you to give? Do you know if that's on realm or, or wherever? And so just an intentionality there. It will look different for every person. We're not here to say do this or that. But our ask is to say, are you intentional with that? Do you know what's happening with that? Yeah. Cool. just want to close out by saying how much we love you guys. Um, we are incredibly grateful for you, and we've gone through whatever. I mean, we're only two-thirds of the way through the year. There's a whole other third left, right? Less than 13 weeks like, till Thanksgiving. I mean, that's pretty wild. Uh, maybe I'm a mass wrong on that or whatever, but there's more time left in 2020. Um, so who knows what happens. But we're grateful for you. Uh, we've not had to fight the fights that other churches have had to fight and do all that. Like, we're grateful for you. Um, you are a sweet gift to us. Hopefully we're a gift to you guys um, as well. Uh, just know all this stuff has been like, covered in all kinds of grace. Um, and so, man, if you want help uh, navigating any of those questions, anything that uh, we've talked about up here, you want to learn more, you want to whatever, like, man, reach out. We would love uh, to help you. We'd love to talk with you about those things. I also encourage you to reach out to those who maybe aren't in these seats, who aren't as connected, um, and, and be a help to them uh, as well. And so we're, we'll stick around up here. Um, oh. Maybe you will. I'm telling you. We'll stick around up here uh, for a few minutes. If you guys have questions, uh, would like to come and chat with us about anything, we'll be here and available for you guys. Um, we just want to be respectful of your time. So uh, close out in a quick prayer, um, and then we'll, uh, we'll be dismissed. God, we thank you so much for this uh, family um, that you built that's called The Village. Um, we've given it a name, uh, and yet like we're all called by the name of Christ in this room. Uh, we're all brothers and sisters, and we're so grateful that we get to be known uh, by his name and as your sons and as your daughters and as we navigate, uh, as we've been navigating uh, some, some tough waters, uh, as we head into uh, some, some choppy waters as well, uh, God, we know that you are firm and you are steadfast and as we've been talking about these last few weeks and we'll continue to talk about over the next few weeks, you uh, are a God who is bigger than all these things, uh, that is different uh, categorically than all these things. You are our rock and our anchor and so we just ask that you would bless this church uh, through Christ, by the power of the Spirit, uh, out of your goodness, God, uh, that we would be a church uh, indivisible, uh, united around you, that would continue to grow and mature, uh, that would make disciples that would love and live and move in this city, uh, in our neighborhoods, wherever we find ourselves, uh, that we might be on your mission uh, and, and also just enjoy and rest uh, and being part of your family. Uh, God, we love you, and it's in Jesus' name that we pray. Amen. Thank you all. Love you guys.